Hello, and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we're discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we're back to dive into book two. We won't be taking on this water burden alone. Please welcome our friend and special guest for this episode, Alex Nee. Hi, Alex. Hello. Oh, hello there. <laughs> uh, oh, I, oh, no. Okay, I just spit on my wife's computer. I was trying to give you some of my water. Well, it's a sign of respect, so yeah, we're no, happy so it to works. have it. I'm right. sure she'll understand. Yeah, I'll tell her that. <laughs> uh, Alex, you were one of the early adopters of this podcast, one of our earliest supporters. So for that, we want to say thank you, and we've been wanting to have you on for a while. Um, and you're here now. Yay. Hey, well, thank you very much for having me on. I, 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 the, Dune is a big part of uh, my life. It, maybe not in the way that we read all the books or anything like that, but um, <laughs> it, the weirdness from the Lynch Dune looms long over my family. Right. So <laughs> is, is that your first exposure to Dune? Uh, is that how you like sort of became aware of it was through the movie? Uh, actually, the first my, the first uh, time I became aware of it was uh, in 1992. Uh, I played first played the uh, first Dune video game or PC oh, game. Yeah. Not Dune Two, but just Dune. Just Dune. Yeah. Oh. It's uh, and pretty much my relationship kind of sprouted from there. And you know, half remembered snippets from watching parts on TV, and then eventually in high school getting the book slipped to me, and. Uh, yeah, it was actually part of my high school's curriculum, but then they took the year off of doing Dune to do Daniel Quinn's Ishmael. Uh, so oh. instead we got a preachy gorilla instead of a, a galaxy <laughs> on fire. A, oh, <laughs> that is a wretched substitution of all things. Oh, good lord, um, yeah. I went to a horrible private school, so my <laughs> I this was Doom is not on our curriculum. I'm just kind of envious that you had it even then. But to oh, have yeah. to read Ishmael. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ish- Ishmael. Like, <laughs> look, look, buddy. I agree with you. Humans are horrible, but just mm, yeah. telepathic gorilla. Oh yeah, telepathic gorilla. <laughs> the only one I, the only telepathic gorilla is Gorilla Grodd. Okay. Exactly. The ultra humanite. <laughs> oh yeah, ultra humanite. I love that guy. Oh. But yeah, that and then eventually got into the books and yeah, just uh, actually revisited all the. Uh, video games that were made just just kind of have a, be a completionist on that end. <laughs> well, you're our second guest who started, uh, whose first exposure to Doom was through video games. Brian Skinner was the first. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which should surprise no one that knows Mm-mm. him. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a palatable way to get into uh, right next to Weird Al, the one thing every guy <laughs> will go, hey, wait a second. No. <laughs> Hey, what are you saying about Doom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, and sometimes, a couple ladies will. Sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Every so often. Every oh, so yeah. often, we'll speak up. You will. You will speak You'll up. be like, hey, wait a second. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I heard it described once as like, uh, the book in your dad's back pocket or something like that, but, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're breaking this, you know, this whole, this one-sided hold on it. We're trying. I mean, trying. that is a, that is the aim. That's the philosophy of this podcast: is that mm-hmm. to prove women also enjoy science fiction, and that maybe you know science fiction is something that can be picked apart every so often. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. 
it's a fantastic and beautiful thing, and I'm glad that uh, I am getting to be a part of it today. So we are back into book two of Dune, this book titled Mwadib. As with every chapter, we have to begin with an epigraph from the Princess Irulan. And Megan, you've got that that charge today. <laughs> this monologue. Yes. When my father, the Padishah Emperor, heard of Duke Leto's death and the manner of it, he went into such a rage as we had never before seen. He blamed my mother and the compact forced on him to place a Bene Gesserit on the throne. He blamed the guild and the evil old baron. He blamed everyone in sight, not excepting even me, for he said I was a witch like all the others. And when I sought to comfort him, saying it was done according to an older law of self-preservation to which even the most ancient rulers gave allegiance, he sneered at me and asked if I thought him a weakling. I saw then that he had been aroused to this passion not by concern over the dead duke, but by what that death implied for all royalty. As I look back on it, I think there may have been some prescience in my father, too, for it is certain that his line and Muad'Dib's shared common ancestry. From In My Father's House by the Princess Arulan. <sighs> Again with the witches. <laughs> uh, you're just mm. a bunch of witches. Uh, you like all the rest of them. <laughs> like, uh, your own, like, kids. I kind of like these uh, from, you know, the In My Father's House excerpts because... Mm. I first of all they're not Paul centric even though she manages to bring it back to Paul <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I just kind of like seeing these snippets of her life without Paul exactly even if her life without Paul still kind of sucks yeah <laughs> and an idea of how well the other houses are how they operate because mm -hmm. we're so just focused on you know the Harkonnen the Atreides and now it's like also over here this stuff is happening and it's also terrible yeah but you'd think that the emperor could have possibly realized that Leto being killed wouldn't be a very good message for the rest of the royalty before he started you know being part of this plan yeah it's like what are you so angry about you set this in motion exactly you did this you you signed on for this but he thought that lovely like fade was going to do a little bit better. Like, they didn't expect him to die, you know, mm -hmm. to commit suicide. But, okay, but what were you expecting? Yeah, for him to just be... I mean, he was going to be killed either way. Mm-hmm, yeah. This was beyond exile. Mm -hmm. Like, you we're going to kill everyone. So, all right, that that's what happened. I actually kind of enjoy it in this context that... I mean, I always liked that Leto did that, like, had the opportunity to mm -hmm. do that because, you know, fuck doing what everyone wants you to do. <laughs> do, do things your own way. Bite or, that tooth. I guess in this instance, UA's way. <laughs> just always um, remember. But, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the idea of the Emperor just throwing a massive hissy fit. Yeah. I also like that Arulan is apparently the only one of his daughters that ever speaks to him. <laughs> yeah, she's the daddy's girl, I guess. I think she is. Yeah, I mean, she's the oldest and everything. But it's just sort of funny that the rest of them are just kind of hovering around. Oh, man. I mean, I guess Don't when you... you name uh, when you name one of your children Chalice, she might not want to talk to you. No, I certainly wouldn't. No, well, at least he was nice to the one that ended up writing history. That's that's the most important part about raising a child. Oh, exactly. Except she's going to talk all about your hissy fits. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> Everyone's going to know. I think it might be a bit 
she might be looking a little on the sunny side to think that her father had any sort of prescience beyond oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) this isn't good i don't know if that's necessarily prescience in so much as it's just knowing (laughs) right like kind of just knowing the game and she's like and the thing about like oh you know we have shared a shared bloodline i was like yeah you're all fucking inbred (laughs) you're you're royalty like okay yeah we know so getting into this chapter we're picking up right where we left off with paul and jessica still in the desert um paul wakes up he's He's like, oh, I, I'm going to wait and see when my mom wakes up. <laughs> like, she's been awake, fool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Took him a while to realize that. Thought you were the smarty. Yeah, I thought you were the most quitsot hatterack that ever was. Oh, he's beyond that. Oh, Pretty right. remember? He's, he's something else. He's very, a seed. He's a freak. prescient of you. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, his mom's just like, oh, it's dark. Why is it so dark? He's like, oh, we're buried in the sand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Here, let me just take a look out the window. Ah, all right. <laughs> yeah. He's he's just sort of, he's being like little angst boy. I put in my notes, he's a little, he's holding call fielding all over the place. Because he's like, you yeah, know, Harkonnen's going to kill some Harkonnens. He's just whispering it in the darkness. Like, yeah. okay. And Jessica's like, God, this kid... I'm just like, seeing him right, stewing in a circle, just pounding his fist, and his mom just backing away on the other side of the tent. Yeah, like, oh, that's okay. what I imagine. Oh, yeah. Just, just like a real, we need to talk about Paul situation. <laughs> yeah. He gets angry at the sand. Just a little mm-hmm. anger at sand. Oh, like Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. I was about to say that, <laughs> yes. He doesn't like sand. Another terrible chosen one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh but much much has already been said about Star Wars and Dune. So yeah. it's out there. Just Google. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there there's no sign of Duncan yet. Duncan's Duncan's in the wind. But he had he'd left Paul with a you know, he left Paul with a message. I kinda wish that we had gotten this conversation because we just get it in Paul's flashback or, you know, in Paul's recounting this to his mother. He says, you know, Duncan said he could last until checks his watch now. <laughs> um, and if he's not back by now, like they got him, he's being tortured or whatever, he's going to give it all up. So you better run, basically. And that's, I mean, to be fair to Duncan Idaho, that's, mm-hmm. you know, a little mean since it's not what's happening. <laughs> he's actually out there like, getting some shit done. Right. But. They yeah, did they state? Did they state the reason why she doubted Duncan, or is it just because he's sloppy? It wasn't her. It was Paul, I believe. Ah. Yeah, it was Paul because he had said, you know, leave. wait x amount of time, and they have, so they I... they can't afford to. Even though they're buried in the sand, so you'd think that would be pretty safe. Yeah, but I mean, Paul thinks everybody is dumb but him. Everybody's dumb but me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dupe now. I do Everybody like that. There's stupid. a point when they mention something is cheddar colored because i'm like I love y'all got that. y'all got cheese <laughs> i know is it? okay now correct me if i'm wrong is cheddar not named after a region it's named after a place in england yeah okay mm. so i just read that in a book yeah <laughs> i i thought as much so there was a cheddar 
<laughs> and curry. Mm. They talk about curry. I'm glad because... cheddar and curry have lasted. I know. Until the year 10,900. The, the really important stuff, you know. Some stuff I mean... from the back of the, oops, uh, the OC Bible, right behind <laughs> Peter Gallagher's entry. <laughs> cheese comma cheddar cheese comma gallagher peter <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so poor jessica meanwhile has yeah, had these she... terrible dreams like she's super sad still. i thought that, that this was very effective mm-hmm. i love her describing or thinking about her dream and the description of her dream as being like Leto's name in the sand and the sand keeps filling in the name and she keeps trying to like write over it and it like she can't write as soon as she starts writing over it it starts filling again mm-hmm. like that Such... is so chilling and yeah. effective and it makes me so sad for her and that's such a classic you know sort of anxiety dream where yeah. you're just trying to do one thing and yeah. it's just not working and then she also hears there's a wailing in her dream, which she comes to realize was herself as a baby crying as her mother abandoned her. And she's sort of just like, huh, so was my mom happy to get rid of me since I was a Harkonnen? Or, you know, like she was mm-hmm. probably commanded to have me. Did she just then say, okay, here's this baby? I always wondered about that with the Bene Gesserit. Like, do they get attached to their babies? Because they know... Like, not all of them have to give their babies up, but I feel like a lot of them probably do. And even if they don't physically, I mean, she did kind of make Paul into a test subject, as it were. (laughs) And yeah, so I don't know, like, who gets to just, like, here's our kid. I think there's a couple down the line, but even them that I'm thinking of are entirely for purposes. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, later on, I'm thinking, I think it's some prequel ones, but I'm thinking of other children, and it's just like, yeah, no, told to have that one, told to have that one. Like, mm-hmm. And I guess it just depends, because, well, obviously, the Empress raised all her children. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much we ever hear about her that's not in a prequel, uh, so I don't know how good of a mother she was. Right. But she clearly was, you know, allowed to have all of them and keep all of them with her. And I don't know. And I mean, in this case... Jessica's mother what was technically around, but not yeah. in a, a mothering sense. Right. Like, we never find out who her mother was, do we? Yes, we do. Oh, we do. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. Like, it's, it's been a, a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good twist. Oh. Yeah. Wah, wah. Oh, wait. Brian I, think Herbert. I, I actually think I remember now. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Wikipedia, yeah, I'll you're, you're going to go, uh, oh. Yeah, I'm like 99% sure I remember it. Mm-hmm. It's like the third Google hit. Dune, Jessica, mother. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a, a small cast. Right. <laughs> At a certain point, it's either a nameless person or actual character. Right. <laughs> 14,000 years in the future, a whole galaxy on fire, and there's about a dozen people. Right. <laughs> and they're all related. And all, and all the women suck. Right. They're all oh, terrible. Yeah. Oh. Um, witches. And are there any Harkonnen, like, women? 
Mm. Like, I don't feel like their house just has anybody oh. in there. Um, I mean, we know there are, like, biologically. Yeah. But, I mean, their household doesn't seem to have any. Yeah, they never really talk about it, do yeah. they? Yeah. Deity Prime is a real sausage planet. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's sweaty and floating. I mean, that's interesting, the bear though. Likes it. Like, I would, I would be interested to hear more about their family history. Like, that sounds you know, like a prequel. From an official source. <laughs> sounds like a prequel. Yeah, I feel like there's probably you know ostensibly i mean fade and the beast had a mother yeah or two mothers i don't know how they're technically like brothers uh but who knows what happened to them i mean who knows what happens to a woman on getty prime yeah Yeah. and also or do they just like never leave is it kind of like the ladies and the Ferengi, or the the volturi ladies Oh yeah, the the wives they stay in they stay in Volterra. It's terrible. That's from that I Twilight. Know. I remember more about Twilight lore than Dune. <laughs> Sometimes I was trying really hard not to say it, and I was just like, mm, mm. just like the Volturra wives. Oh, and that was they like don't. okay, light bulb. Yes, I I understand this they reference. They just wear cloaks and stay in Italy. Yeah. Or the the wives of the Frangi, or any Frangi woman. You know? mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. So I mean, it's probably a lot like that. Like, you know. Probably, yeah. It's pretty gross. <laughs> it's so gross. That's, I mean, I'll say that for the book. At least Getty Prime is described as sort of being, like, harsh and cold. But, you know, there's lots of glitz and stuff because the Baron loves tackiness. Yeah. Well, and also... As opposed like, to the movie where it's just, like, everything's gooey. and Some of the descriptions <laughs> of, of Getty Prime are actually quite pretty. I mean, just because... You're talking about like the pink sky and all of this stuff. And I mean, like the language around describing it is very beautiful. Like it sounds cold, but also kind of nice to look at, I guess. Not the mm-hmm. not the HR Giger stuff left over from Jodorowsky's <laughs> Dune, but it's like right. it's planet dongs and <laughs> spiky stuff. Oh my god, it's yeah, it's planet HR Geiger and right. let's not go there. <laughs> We've already seen that planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a silly place. Let's turn around. Yeah. <laughs> this is a silly place. Yeah. <laughs> so back oh. in the tent, uh, oh. Paul and Jessica are each having feelings about drinking from their still suits. <laughs> which is, <laughs> I like that we take time to like focus on both of them, like taking a drink from or, or not in Jessica's ta- case, like drinking from their still suits. And having thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. In front of your mom. What? Yeah. <laughs> You're drinking your own pee. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, it's what has to happen. And the fact that yeah. he's fine with that is why he's already just He's in. already half Fremen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knew how to button it up without even knowing. Yeah. Without <laughs> even knowing their ways. Yes. He buttoned up his little uh, Union Jack. Uh, just the uh, union suit flaps on the back. Yeah. I just do, like a Fremen. I do love that part in the movie just because Kyle McLaughlin is just standing there, you know, and he's hey, how did you know how to do this? I don't know. It just seemed the way. I just did it. Like, look he at me. He just looks so befuddled through the <laughs> first does. half of that movie. It's so cute. But Max von Sydow was like, say. Yeah. <laughs> this kid's got the goods. Yeah. He's just got this, he's just blinking there like, I don't know. I just got up and got dressed. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just happened. You know, when we were watching Yodorowsky's Dune for the show, like, I kind of felt like the need to step in, like, defend the David Lynch movie because at the end he's mm-hmm. like, and I saw it and it was terrible. And I was just like, well, whatever. But, like, when you remind me of scenes like that, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> But they're so beloved. You're they like, are. Dune. But are they good? <laughs> oh, well, no. But there's a difference no. between yeah. beloved and good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I know all of Twilight. <laughs> Walking Twilight Encyclopedia. I know. Goodness. Yeah. We'll never get that out of there either. No. Well, that's It's in there. It's rooted. It's in the vault for life. I mean, being a Twilight encyclopedia is better than being a walking OC Bible. The other kind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know that much about it. Uh, I, I Idaho, know I, Idaho, I was, here we come! Oh, I was watching um, Drunk History the other night, and Rachel Bilson was on an episode, and I was uh-uh. like, what was she in again? What was that show? Like, I could not remember. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a thing. That was like a whole thing that people watched. And, oh, my God, bringing it back around, she used to be married to Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Holy crap. <Whoa. laughs> Just blew the top off my head. She married that. Jacob Lloyd? <laughs> ha ha! Oh, I feel uh, sad for him. Yeah, oh, no. poor Gene Floyd. Yeah, um, yeah, honestly, poor Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah, at least I he was know, married I to f- Rachel Bilson for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's not that he can't act. I just feel like he's—I don't know. Shattered Glass was good. I'll give him that. And yeah, was good in yeah. The, my life as a house was that. Oh, I haven't seen that, but yeah. my dad likes that movie a lot. Is that the one? Isn't Kevin Costner in that? I think so. Or it's the one about a talking house. No, I think it's the one where the guy's building a house because he's dying. No, it's, yeah. um, oh, I can't think of his name now. Kevin Klein. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another guy who married really, really well. Yeah, he sure, he sure did. <laughs> Mr. Phoebe Cates. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just call him what his title is. So they are not here, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Damn. Can you tell that this is not an exciting chapter? No, it's not. It's really just not. It's it's just, it's both boring and irritating because Paul is being, I mean, the moments where we're focusing in on Jessica, I found really good, really compelling. Mm-hmm. As soon as we get back to Paul's point of view, I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's, you know, wondering, well, you know, just, just, does my mother, like, you know, she's, you know, he's just like, well, I'm a Harkonnen and she's a Harkonnen and Harkonnen's gonna have to kill Harkonnen. And she's thinking like, well, is he angry? He's a Harkonnen because it's kind of my fault. It's like, that's not how it works, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't know. You didn't really have a choice in the matter, did you, now? Because, like, you didn't know your heritage at all. So it's not like you decided, like, oh, I'm a Harkonnen and I'm going to have, like, these Harkonnen babies. So you were just having babies. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, you know, he doesn't, like, know me at all. He doesn't know that his dad loved me and that I was his, you know, his only companion and that I, you know, did all this for his father. And it's just like, no, he doesn't. And he doesn't care because yeah. he's a little pill. 
He's a little shit. Well, does he know that, like, he was supposed to be a girl? I don't think so, no. Okay. I mean, it seems like if he just knew that tiny piece of information that she so, like, slapped the whole Bene Gesserit order in the face by defying them and having a boy, like, he might be a little easier on her. No. Yeah, also being, like, she didn't have a lot of say in, yeah, the genetic conspiracy that had been going on for thousands of years to build up to this little twerp. Yeah, they don't, she doesn't get to know everything. Right. You know, he's acting as if she's had access to every piece of information. And it's like, no, she's just as in the dark about some of this as you are. So, you know what would, shut up. Would, well, that's what you get for throwing out computers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could have just looked this up. It's some kind of easy conveyance. Instead, I have to ask the guy with weird eyebrows that's dripping red from his mouth. <laughs> oh. His uh, name is Jeeves. Oh. Go ask him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you uh, were referring to our other favorite character, Thufur Howitt. No, let's not talk about Thufur. We don't yeah, talk about him until next week. We have a lot to say about him next week, and it's it's going to be another angry one, guys. Oh boy, <laughs> he is like an old dumb uh, web search engine too. I Welcome mean, he, to our angry podcast. He angry is, Dune. He is basically a boomer. Mad about Dune. He is. He is, <laughs> he is very much. Yeah. Just why can't things be the way it used to be? And why do these women keep talking? Women! Ah! Evil women. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Well, Paul decides to dig them out of the tent. He uses this handy little thing, a static compaction tool, which sounds kind of cool. Honestly, yeah. it um, all sounds really cool. I was trying to visualize what that would be, and I was just thinking of like one of those little backhoes a kid uses on a playground. I was thinking something that like basically like makes a hole and like holds it open, sort of. You know what oh. I mean? Just sort of mm-hmm. like oh yeah, yeah. A hole appears where there wasn't one before, and kind of like just... when like a submarine comes up. Yeah, like a little acne hole. So yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just throw it down, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but like Jessica's kind of looking at this, all the like the compaction tool and all the stuff that was like left in the the thropter for them, and she's just like, "This is my life now." Mm-hmm. Following that, like my life is now about this kid. <sighs> um, and her other kid. She's at and, least also like, oh, and also I'm pregnant. So there's that. Yeah, and then like this life in the desert and she's just like ah oh, jesus all right oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, also she should drink some water because you're pregnant jessica yeah like, she should but she she doesn't want to like she doesn't want to drink from her still suit because that's like the first step in like this new life and she's not ready becoming arakeen right and that's i mean that's fair but also mm-hmm. drink up but yeah drink up yeah yeah you got to. You got to take care of that, that wee one. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're going to make some poor choices later on. Sure. <laughs> I do like this scene where she's, you know, outside the tent. <laughs> they have a, what was it called? A sand scope or whatever that mm-hmm. sort of like has been pumped, like sits above the, like a periscope that sits above the sand and lets them get air in the tent. That was just a silly detail that I enjoyed. It's like popping um, up like a little straw in the water. Yeah, I think it's cute. 
<laughs> um, anyway, but I like this scene of Jessica sitting outside the tent and like looking up at the stars and hearing the birds and you know, but everything seems like aggressive to her. The stars mm-hmm. look like weapons. She hears the sound of the birds and you know, you think back to the chapter 16 at the dinner when she's talking to that banker and they're talking about like the blood drinking cannibal birds Mm -hmm. like there's nothing on arrakis that is soft or welcoming (laughs) it's all rough and coarse like sand (laughs) which i hate (laughs) uh and then they realize that everything's being bombed to shit yeah they can see i guess they can see the city in the distance yeah, and they're seeing, like, you know, fire and glare. Pillars uh, of fire. Mm-hmm. The shield walls down. And they realize it's jet flares and laser guns. Yeah, and they're able to see other thropters, like, looking for them. So they're like, okay, let's haul ass out of here. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the end of the chapter. Mm-hmm. With them uh, making their getaway. So that was this chapter. I thought it was kind of like i thought it was half really good like half of this chapter was probably my favorite chapter so far ju- the jessica parts and then everything else i hated <laughs> i didn't hate it but it was just boring and irritating and paul gets on my nerves yeah it, it uh, not a lot is going on he's still you know oh he's coming into himself Well, because it's a break between book one and book two, you would expect there to be more of a, you know, like for him to have sort of grasped some of his feelings at this point. And he just has not done that. He's blaming his mom for everything again, still forever. And that's the part that really gets frustrating for me because in you know the previous chapter he's oh i can you know you could see all these possible futures and he's realizing all these things that are gonna have to happen yet he's still also pouting because you know my mom doesn't know stuff and she didn't tell me things and my dad is dead it's like either you are like oh i'm i'm the seed i'm something you can't grasp or i have to listen to you whine Mm mm-hmm and I'm just I'm yeah, tired of it, Paul. Yeah, it's a, just a bottle episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just envisioned just uh, yeah, Paul with having his eyes just filled with all the premonitions of the what, of the future set ahead of him, and his mother just sitting at the other corner of the tent, just trying like this is my life now, drinking, yeah. having to drink pee with my weirdo kid who's gonna <laughs> ruin the universe. <laughs> Right. Okay. Exactly. Yay. My life's great. Digging holes. Yeah. The man I loved is dead. Yay. Yeah. But I can't really be too sad because my son's being a real dick about it. Yeah. Like she has, and that's the thing, like Jessica uh-huh. really never gets time to grieve in this, in this book. I feel like, I mean, no. everything is just ramping up so much that yeah. she just really never has time to like get wrap around these these feelings around her you know and Mm -hmm. really like let herself feel them yeah and then also because well she'll have other responsibilities soon and then at that point of course she can't just sit down and be sad about anything right and i mean obviously this is 
as she acknowledges in the last chapter, it's not the time or the place. Uh, they have got to get moving and she can't, you know, grieve for too long. Yeah. But it's just that no one, no one ever seems to feel like she should get to. Yeah. It's sort of like, oh, so awful, Paul, that you lost your father. But now here's all this other stuff. And it's like, well, what about, hey, hey, Jessica's here also. <laughs> yeah. She's also f- experiencing feelings about what happened. <laughs> I feel like this is a bit of like what it's like to grow up as a girl because your feelings are constantly like sublimated for those of like my with my brother. It was always like, you know, he was kind of not that he intended this or Mm -hmm. somehow maneuvered this, but like it was always like him first. And I feel like that's the way it is a lot. And like people don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm hoping it's somewhere in the five-year gap between book one and book two. Jessica took uh, took some time, took a day off, do whatever Fremen do <laughs> for fun. Uh, right. That's in my non-canonical I mean, book. <laughs> yeah, Fremen stay off. What do you think they do for fun? I mean, just ride sandworms around. Ooh. Uh, ooh, that I, sounds pretty fun to me, like an extreme sport, but fun. Um, um, Orgies. Oh, Orgies, yeah. yes. Drink some blue water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, um, this yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they, I mean, in the movie especially, I mean, they're always, like, hanging out in caves and, like, robes and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's some time to They have downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably, like, uh, Zion from uh, Matrix Reloaded when you finally get oh, to see sure. it. Oh, sure. It's just a... Uh, Thumping party down there. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably not a thumping party. <laughs> not bad, not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to. It's one of those silent discos. Yeah. You know, the front of life might be kind of appealing, but the music sucks. It's, it's why you have to be on that drug that just makes you hear EDM all the time. Yeah, that's right. What is what it called again? Spice. Uh, no, 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 no. There's a specific one. I'm going to find it right now. Samuda. No, yeah. Samuda. There you go. Yeah, if you're addicted to Samuda, just, it's like playing, like, since, it's like you're rolling all the time. Yeah, oh, wow. and it's just uh, the music of the universe, you know? The sound of the spears. Why wasn't there more of that in Yoreski's Dune? <laughs> you know there would have been. Also, I'm replacing spice with Samuda. <laughs> yeah. It's now the most important thing in the universe. Like, wait, I don't know if we can switch everything. No, Samuda. Everyone's on Samuda. Uh, okay. Okay. Also, please ignore my Yodorowsky impression. It was terrible. Uh, anyway. I want to know. I, want, I wonder what the guild navigators are going to look like. I'm really interested to see that. So, Alex... You've got to be excited for the movie coming up as much as we are. Oh, I follow every scrap I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. We we follow every scrap and then discuss it ad nauseum on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what are you most looking forward to seeing? Oh, goodness. Well, one of the things I really am, it's kind of silly because uh, growing up, you know, I was, I was got more into the spaceships and the look of everything before mm-hmm. I was into like, oh, this is a story about, you know, Messiah and the whole founding of this whole religion and his uh, rise and the universe that they live in. But um, yeah. so I, re- I just want to see what the, them ornithopters look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, I'm really interested in that too. 
yeah, are they going <laughs> to... I know, it's silly. Are they going to look like a uh, solid gold tissue box like they did in the Lynch movie? <laughs> or in some of the video games, it's, it's like an Apache helicopter crossed with a grasshopper, which is kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I think that's, that's really what they should look like. Yeah, but I, I mean, saw... it, in the miniseries, what do they look like? Don't they look like um, uh, sort of like birds or something? They're like little, I don't remember. They're these yeah. they're little pods with fans that kind of sweep yeah. up and down mm-hmm. on either side. They're they're little like you know uh, thinking of what something would look like a hundred years from now or two hundred years from now, and not a computerless it's forever in the future. That that's kind of one of my big things uh, that I really want to see in this is how technology is handled uh with you know adhering to the jihad and uh not having any computers or a lot of uh things like that so uh and denny villeneuve his set dressing and set and uh production design is always spectacular so i'm yeah mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to that we have a lot of thoughts about big spiders <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen enemy uh actually i haven't seen that one. Oh. There's big spiders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does like the big, I think it's Dolly, the Dolly spider. Oh, it's yeah. Meta- yep. It's metaphorical. Yeah. I'm still not sure I understand that. No, it, it is metaphorical. And if, like, the reason is so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, this with the spiders, I, I don't want to spoil it for Alex, so I, I won't get into it. But you should watch Enemy. It's a solid movie. Yeah, I need mm-hmm. to dive back into it. Giant spiders, and wasn't that something about detectives or, I know, I'll, I'll revisit it. About doppelgangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched that a few years ago along with, um, there was one with Jesse Eisenberg where they did the, the double, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. That, so, Richard Ayawadi directed that. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that was good. I liked it. But I, it didn't quite have the atmosphere that Enemy had to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I haven't seen the original because Enemy was a remake. Right. Uh, I believe it's a Spanish movie, but I haven't I haven't seen it. I wish Richard Ilade was in Dune. Yeah, same. Who would he be? I don't even care. Um, <laughs> even even though I like really like who they got for who's going to be playing Kinds, he'd be a pretty good Kinds. Just like hello. we don't know who's playing Kinds yet. Uh, didn't they? Uh, isn't it inferred heavily to be? Uh, they're it... gender swapping, right? Well, That's no one knows. Rumor. That's the yeah. rumor. Uh, yeah, no one, no one is entirely sure yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, just like with Hawat, there are people think, but they don't know. So. Exactly. There's like people in the cast that don't have a character assigned. But they, mm-hmm. but, I mean, that guy really exudes Hawatness. Yeah. Even though he looks really sweet. Well, from what I understand, they were combining the Thufer and gurney characters into one character oh a terrible idea oh is that because of they're Josh so Brolin? different ah, they're so different and, well i i'm not sure this is just a rumor and you should know too that josh brolin only filmed for like three days like he he was Man. on set for a very short period of time so huh. well i mean all take that with a grain of salt yeah gurney's not super in it a lot at least not in the part of the story that they would be covering because it's going to be two movies. Right. So I can kind of see that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Just you long know. enough for a bell set solo and <laughs> admonishing you know, him. If I had to choose between which one I want in the movie, Gurney every fucking time. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, Thufur sucks. Yeah. It really smells bad. But I think it's... Summer. I feel like it's weird to have a Mentat on one side and not a Mentat on the other side. Yeah. Not a specific Mentat. Not just like, oh, I'm Paul and sometimes I think I'm a Mentat. <laughs> but I didn't get my certificate. I don't know. Who knows? Like, I, I feel like some of these characters, the casting outpaces what the character is. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what they're going to do with that. Because, I mean, as we've talked about before, Jason Momoa, you know, is like is the head star of movies. And now he's going to be a guy who's like in it for 10 minutes. They're yeah. getting ready for that Gola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get ready for Golas. That's our hashtag. Get ready for Golas. Talk about doppelgangers. We got to get on that merch. (laughs) (laughs) The merch everyone wants. Yes, get ready for Golas. I have had one listener say that they would buy that t-shirt. Yes. (laughs) I should make it then just for that one listener. I think I know who it was because they are always, I think that they're always supporting us in all of our wild endeavors. Yes, and we appreciate that. Very much. Yeah. Like, woohoo, thank goodness. Yeah, someone listens and someone gets it. What we're trying to do. That's awesome. I mean, about, just uh, one person now, but who knows? Can I suggest a shirt? Hey. Mm-hmm. Dessert power. And just, just dunes with, with spoons. Dunes and spoons. Mm. They could have, like, little cherries on top. That would be cute. The twin, <laughs> the twin moons. I oh. think Paul would be in a much better mood if he was focused a little more on some dessert power. I agree. Just have a little cake. Oh, yes. They, they had the spice cakes from the uh, that Dune uh, tie-in coloring book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Movie, where he's rubbing his belly very, oh, yum. <laughs> this doesn't come out of a thing out of my butt. <laughs> I won't be drinking this later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, to be fair, in that picture, he's still in his, like, you know, ducal outfit. So yeah. at that point, he gets to eat things that are not so, being produced by his own body. Okay, I'm just going to be gross for a second, because I know we're all, we've all wondered this. Like, what happens after they dehydrate the feces? Like, what happens to it? Do you just walk around with it in your suit? Like, how do they... Yeah, I don't know. Like, how hmm. does that work? Like, when you peel that suit off to just, like, a million little bricks come loose, like Legos? No, and like, so do they weird. have to keep it? I mean, if you're, I mean, I assume on some level, you know, you're growing food in some capacity. Like, are they? Yeah, having you need to, like, fertilizer. Use, yeah, I mean, are they having to use it themselves, like the Martian? Oh, yeah. That like, hmm. that does seem likely. I'm kind of waiting for after the movie comes out, Adam Savage will probably release a video like, like I'm gonna make my own still suit, my own working <laughs> still suit. And well, like, I mean. Aw. Somebody better get on it because I worry that we're not going to have water. Yeah, please don't invent all of this. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, Dune is not supposed to be like a guidebook, but I feel like in this instance, we could, it it wouldn't hurt just to have something. But you get to ride a worm. Yeah, when does that happen? I'm ready. Yeah, where are the worms? Where (laughs) are the worms? Where Where are the worms? So we're going to be so excited when a worm finally shows up. And everyone else will be going, oh, my God, what is that? We're like, it's a worm. 
<laughs> no, I've read some books about like killer worms, and we don't really want that. It doesn't end pretty well. There's a lot no. of worms, and they do horrible things to you. I gotta start like reading. I don't know, Christian essays or something. I got I to change my life around. <laughs> Why too many books about crabs and roaches and whatever else you read? Like every time Megan shows me a new book she's gotten, I'm like, that is how horrifying, Megan. Why? Every, I feel like for every person on Twitter that I post a book buying like haul for every person who's going like, oh, awesome. There's some of my friends going, Megan, we're concerned. <laughs> oh, this was about killer crabs. <laughs> There's so was many of them. It? I just bought the most slugs? recent ones. Exclamation point. I wish I owned slugs. <laughs> See? Slugs is hard to come by. Really? Yeah. That's mm. a tough one. <sighs> that's an actual Anyone? book. It's just called it, Slugs. Yes. Yes, it's by Sean Hudson. Okay. Um, a movie was made based on it by the same people that made Pod People and Pieces. Uh, okay. Your favorite so, pieces. My favorite pieces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's Killer Slugs. But yeah, there's a book first. I have another one of his books, but it's really hard to get um, slugs. It ends with a salt bomb, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it probably ends with like, as they all end with, we thought we were done, but oh, there's one last like slug egg. One more slug. Uh, Since we were talking about casting earlier, can I tell you some of the mm. cast from these? Uh, I actually wrote a little bit more about the Dune video games. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but just an interesting tidbit is uh, the last couple of them, uh, strategy games, Dune 2000 and Emperor Bell for Dune, had full motion video cutscenes in them. Oh, and, fun. And the cast for them were. Well, for Dune 2000, they had uh, they featured noted racist John Reese davies as the Atreides Mentat. Okay. Uh, joined by, well, in, in that one, there's, there's, oh. the rest of the cast was filled out by people from, like, Silk Stockings. Or, okay. <laughs> can, I, can I pause you right there for yep. just a second? Like, hold that thought? Yeah. Okay, so the other night, my husband and I were sitting on the couch, and we were talking about the Dune miniseries, and I was talking about... Um, like, I think it was talking about Thufer or Gurney or one of the two. I think it was Thufer because I was like, oh, I hate that guy or whatever. And he was like, who, John Reese davies And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. He was like, yeah, he was in that miniseries. And I was like, no, he wasn't. So, like, he pulled up the IMDb for the miniseries and, uh, of course, did not see John, you know, John Reese davies in there, like, in the <laughs> cast list. So it's good to know that he wasn't completely insane, that Jeremy Savies actually did have something to do with Dune at some point. He's just misremembering what part, what part he was in. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of my memories kind of run together for, for these things. Uh, uh, so, like, uh, I thought Vincent Ciavelli was in the, um, in the uh, David Lynch Dune, but no, it turns out he was in Emperor Battle for Dune as the uh, Harkonnen Mentat. He, and of course, as always, does a fantastic job. Of course. Uh, but uh, one of the most interesting uh, stars of Emperor Bell for Dune is Michael Dorn as Duke <gasps> Achilles of the Atreides. Wow. And, uh, okay. Yeah, all the, and uh, the, the odd thing about the Dune series uh, after Dune 2 is they 
kind of posit a Dune universe without Paul, without Muad'Dib, without a messiah uh-huh. at all. So all this is just like taking a lot of the interesting stuff out and like, okay, neat setting, pew pew, future tanks. So it's interesting seeing a new Duke at the helm and just seeing Michael Dorn just owning it. Yeah. Well, he would. Good. Yeah. Michael Dorn's exactly. awesome. Very much so. Yeah. We're big fans of Worf. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag we want Worf. Hashtag yes. we want Worf. We stole that from another podcast. But hey, so why? <laughs> we steal a lot of stuff from that podcast. We do. I mean, we should be ashamed. I spend at least <laughs> it's six fine. Hours they're never gonna day. listen to this. No. <laughs> no, they're not. Every so often I think about like tweeting out to like one of the hosts, like Steve or Eric, who's just being like, Hey guys, <laughs> ever wanna maybe? be you ever want to be on a Doom podcast? Hit us up. Hey, you want to listen to my podcast? <laughs> hey, friend. It's about Dune. They don't like me anyway because I was the one that made, like, got it start rolling for them to do Twilight <laughs> commentary. Mm. So, And they like, have to carry it out until... Like, because I started on Twitter, I was like, I would pay money to see you guys talk about Twilight. And it just kind of, like, snowballed. And when I met Steve, when he they were doing the show here he was just like oh thanks oh no <laughs> i told him that i was like oh i'm crushed <laughs> well Steve to be fair like me. when i met them as well at a show i was with someone else that we all know who had also suggested a movie for them and that was steve's same reaction to him <laughs> it was sort of like aha so <laughs> schwartz wasn't it yeah it <laughs> was <laughs> it was who knew those boys were so surly I think we just they they've been forced to watch terrible things. Yeah, I, I get us. it. I get the anger. <laughs> no, I feel for them. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Oh, but Dune. Oh, Dune. Yeah. Dune. I need and, something else to come out for this movie. I need. Come on, anything, guys. Well, is, they released ugh. a production still, or like a, a piece of. I don't know if it was production still, or concept art, or whatever. It was sand. It was sand, but it was pretty. It was beautiful, but it looked like a screensaver. Did you I see- mean, if it, if we're having this purple sort of, you know, lavender palette, I'm totally down for it. Oh, that's fine. That'll yeah. be beautiful. But I just, I mean, I, on one hand, I appreciate it because, I mean, I've seen, you know, stuff with Star Wars where it's just, you know, every freaking someone's flown a drone over the set and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I saw, you know, Adam Driver was wearing a blue shirt. What does that mean? And <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't want that necessarily, but I did see. Come on, I did see one cell phone picture of the back of what might be the or, that's probably the ornithopter. Uh, <gasps> it's just kind of a tail section, but you can tell that there's like actual wings that are supposed to be inserted later. But oh, uh, okay, you can't tell much. It's the butt of a spaceship. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got a ways to go. We've got another, uh, I mean, over a year to go, so. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll be seeing some stuff. I I think, like, uh, Oscar has finished his part of shooting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I I mean, I feel like it's all going to be all the filling in, like, all the special effects and location shooting and things like that from here on or, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the first cryptic teaser for it. That's yeah. landscapes, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet looking head-on, yeah. blue eyes over a black background, Jason it. Momoa 
sloppily falling down in a hallway. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, some dental surgery. Yelling. Just oh. yelling. And uh, one of the stars, scars guard bouncing Woo! around. Or... <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, yeah. My man, Duke Leto. <laughs> so he's going to bust in. I brought Stilgar. Dunkin' on your lips. <laughs> like, oh, God. This guy. America runs on Dunkin'. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh, I hope no. I hope they don't do something like that. But <laughs> it would still be pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> you like all the jokes that they put in Lord of the Rings, where you were kind of like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> and we'll just see a yeah gurney just sl- slide down a, a sandworm spine, and then just uh, shoot. Some guys with last gun in midair, <laughs> like <This> Legolas is... <laughs> sliding oh, down that the was a choice. tail. They <laughs> lands next to Stilgar, and Stilgar says, "That's still three. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you were telling that joke, and I just stepped all over it. Sorry. Oh no, it's, <laughs> it's what I do, Alex. This is my first podcast. I don't know. Uh, is it? Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, it's baby's first podcast, so. Aww. Uh, well, I hope we've been gentle. Well, thank you for being for very forgiving. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I've yeah. had I've had a podcast recording go so badly that I slammed my laptop shut in the middle of it and walked away. Oh no! And didn't speak to any. Like it was when I was doing my first podcast. The first podcasts are always rough, but we were talking about Game of Thrones, which is a show that I publicly detest. And everyone knows it. And everyone was kind of like ribbing me and I was having a lot of audio problems. And they were like, everyone was laughing about the fact that I was Mm, having audio problems and hate Game of Thrones. So I was just like, fuck all of you. Shut my laptop and walked away and didn't speak to any of them for like a week. So (laughs) it wasn't good. No, you're a dream compared to that. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. Well, I did infer in the first ten minutes that uh, the Dune series wasn't uh, for women, so. I mean. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean that. I meant, like, the stereotype that it's one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's a dad book. Kind of like, uh, you know, if your dad's better than Tom Clancy. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's already done all the Tom Clancy's and all the um, uh, Patrick O'Brien's is the other one. Yep. He, he's seen. He's read his last Dirk Pitt, and he's ready to travel to <laughs> the year twenty thousand. Yeah, I mean, I I read a lot of. I guess you would, could call them dad books. So mm-hmm. I think that's still fair. Oh, yeah. I mean, my dad is the one that kind of set my, you know, sort of set the tone for what my reading preferences would be for mm-hmm. my the rest of my life. So. I mean, he never really read romance. That was his sister, my aunt, that introduced me to romance. But as far as, like, all the, like, Stephen King and stuff like that, that was all my dad. Well, my dad reads a lot of political biographies. Uh, that, I think that happens when they get about, like, a certain age. decline of Rome. Oh, no, yeah. this has been forever. Yeah, I mean, my dad is, like, more reading. He, he likes, now he likes, like, rock and roll biographies. Like, he'll read, like sit down with like i don't know this is uh, this book's about tom petty i'm like cool (laughs) that's like all he reads now yeah my dad uh not a big reader historical nonfiction, maybe a few in the past few decades but uh my but his dad my grandfather uh he actually 
that's where I first saw the Dune books. He had a giant library in his place in uh, Belleville, Illinois, and had the entire series all the way to Chapter House. And, wow. Uh, when he passed, me and my brother finally inherited all those. And hmm. yeah, we're currently uh, classing up my brother's mantle with a bunch of aliens toys. <laughs> well, weirdly enough, it was my mom that I think that introduced me to Dune. Huh. She was the she was the Dune reader in our house. And I was always like, oh, those books look weird. <laughs> well, I mean, you weren't wrong. Yeah, I mean, they, they are deeply weird, as we say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the sandy tome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, any other thoughts on the chapter on Dune before well, we wrap up? Uh, okay. I don't think I have any new no. tweets to read. Oh, can I do yeah. a quick shout out? Yeah, of course. Uh, can I shout out to my mapes? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the advice. <laughs> mapes and. Uh... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that might have beat Gum Jabbar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you two are too nice. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty... You got us. You got us. Um, So there is one thing I wanted to mention. Um, (laughs) One of our listeners, our (laughs) the uh, aforementioned only listener, uh, mentioned that we should do a crossover with the Fuckboys of Lit, Fuckboys of Literature podcast. There, I actually went and listened to a couple episodes, and it's really funny. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think that Heathcliff is the ultimate fuckboy of literature. Just my agreed, opinion. Agreed. Um, so I would like to just put it out there. Like, yeah, you guys are totally invited to come on the show and talk about how Paul or Leto or the ultimate fuckboy of this series, Duncan. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're, you're totally welcome to come on and, and we'll talk about it. So Duncan, a boy so nice, they made him twice. <laughs> and, and thrice. Oh, yeah. thrice. oh boy yes. spoilers for yeah so many <laughs> so many so many <laughs> but if you don't listen to them you should check them out fuck boys of literature podcast you can find them on twitter at fuck boys of lit and i recommend it it's it's quite good but yeah i people please tweet to us tweet to we, us and like, email us are on twitter a lot yeah, I mean, mostly. And I'm constantly forgetting which account I'm logged into because I have three. So I'll reply to someone's email with our show podcast. And I'm like, fuck, well, okay, it's there now. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're professionals. <laughs> totally, totally professional. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, your experiences reading Dune. If you just want to yell at us about, you know, the patriarchy, that's cool. We're mm-hmm. here to listen. You can reach us on Twitter at WeirdingPod, at WeirdingPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to show us your covers, show us your fan art, send us fanfic. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> now, thanks to Alex, I'm going to be looking up some shout-out Mapes fanfic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the the Hugo Award-winning AO3. Yes. By the way, congrats to all the fanfic writers out there who are now... Hugo Award winners. Mm-hmm. Big props yeah. to you. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I was like, I know so many 
you go award winners now. Yeah, sadly, I had I did have a piece on AO3 years ago, and I took it down because there was a lot of stuff when I published. You know, I, I had it under my author name mm-hmm. at the time. That was my username on AO3, and I just took it down because I'm like, people are gonna go looking for Jane Austen fan fiction and find this weird Assassin's Creed porn. So <laughs> I'm gonna take this down because it's gonna send a lot of mixed signals. What pops out of those wrists? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just send that to Alex off the air. Right. I think. <laughs> you know, so send it to my DeviantArt account, please. <laughs> Although I did look, at, look look there earlier today to see what people think ornithopters look like, but uh, so I mean, that... we all we always love to know what people think later the second looks like. <laughs> yeah. Ah, much more horny query. Uh, it can be. It certainly can. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't think, but there it is. I mean, I did make the point in an earlier episode that, like, because we were talking about, like, okay, he was going to marry Hui Nori, and, like, how is that going to work? And I'm just like, well, he still has a face. She can... <laughs> We've had this conversation. It'll work. It's fine. <laughs> in fact, that's kind of ideal. <laughs> Anyway, we better go before this gets too spicy. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. Alex, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you will come back again probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, probably so won't for, after this. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I, I'll give it, some, give it some thought. Well, may your still suit be brimming over with you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, you're, you'll never be thirsty. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. That was very silly. Oh, my gosh. This is...